the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. This is going on until the end of the year. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet for a chance to win an SGP mini helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. We are back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys, me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And I got my partner in picks for the NFL Total Show, Scott Studio Rush Show. Scott, what's going on? Uh, Nothing much. Looking forward to going through the overall totals in the NFL. Had some quarterback news this afternoon, which uh, we're going to talk about in a second, but definitely some interesting stuff involving teams that might not be, let's just say, involved in the playoff picture anymore. Yeah, and I wasn't on last episode. I was over uh, frolicking on vacation. Uh, any any notes or anything from last episode drop? Uh, yeah, not really. Uh, feel like the games were mostly low scoring, which Munaf and I thought because the weather was terrible. So mm-hmm. I had a bunch of unders. I teased a bunch of unders. It all worked out in the end. But I mostly took unders, and I had the Eagles team total over. So I did well. Right. Minshew was very good and overall can't complain. Okay. Good hit there. Let's just go straight into the slate, starting with Thursday night football. We have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Tennessee to play the Tennessee Titans. 40 is the total. Opened up at 44 and a half. Heavy money coming in on the under in this game. Uh, weather for Tennessee is looking about 10, 8, 11 mile per hour winds, about 56 degrees. Should be a, a relatively warm night for what we're used to this past week in the NFL. Injury report Tony Pollard is questionable with a thigh injury. You have Derrick Henry, who was questionable with the foot. And I mean, honestly, Derrick Henry is questionable with the fact that this game means nothing for the Titans. So, yeah, I don't think he's gonna that. play. I don't think he's going to play either. I think they're going to hold him out because his game means nothing. However, Ryan Tannehill, we know, is out. Nate Davis, the guard, is out with an ankle. Terrence Mitchell is out with a hamstring, the DB. And Ben Jones, the center, is out with a concussion. 40 points in a game where Dallas is favored by 10 and a half. Where are you going with this? It's tricky because Tennessee's pass defense is so bad. And I'm wondering if the Cowboys could score 35 in this game, and that's going to kill the under anyway. I feel like I have to lean to the under. Like I, I, Dallas's defense is not very good. Don't get me wrong. With all the injuries they had, the secondary shot, Van Der Esch is injured. It's not ideal. But Willis can't throw. From what we've seen so far in his very short NFL career, he's one of the worst passing quarterbacks in the league. And I don't even think that's an exaggeration. He's looked awful. And on the Twitter uh, post for the Lockdog teaser, I gave out the Texans on the money line last week solely because I didn't trust Malik Willis laying points. And he was terrible. There's really no way around it so far this season. I believe he's 31 of 61, I think. He's completing roughly 50% of his passes, and Henry might not play. I think I have to lean to the under. It's a Thursday night game. Dallas is focused on winning. I don't think they're focused on running up the score on this team. I see Dallas winning comfortably, but I think they'll call off the dogs at some point. Maybe even some backup snaps. You might end up getting maybe Cooper Rush plays a little bit, but uh, give me a 27 to 10 type game. I'm going to go with the under. It's not that yeah. easy, though. Dallas could score 35. Uh, I. Uh... 
I think I'm going the other way. I think I'm going to the over. And it's because I just think this is a letdown spot for Dallas. Like, I think this is a true letdown spot where they're really going to just let they're going to ultimately let the Texans do whatever they want because they know they're never in question of actually. You mean, you mean the, the Titans? Game. But still. I mean, not Texans. Yeah, the Titans. They Can you like have Titans a letdown spot, though, when you're technically still competing for the division? Yeah, because why does the defense care if the Tex if the Titans I keep saying Texans? Why does the defense care if the Titans score 14, 10, 14, yeah, it's a fair 17 point. points? Like, and if they, they go up care. if they go up 20 something, they'll just yeah, let them. Yeah, yeah. Once that's they fair. be up by so many points, they're not gonna care. And I think that's how Tennessee actually backdoor covers this game because of the fact of Dallas defense is just not gonna care what they do at this point. So I think I'm going to go to the over. I got four and a half points of value with everybody slamming the under for good reasons. I, I promise you it is for good reason. But I think this is a spot where 40 Dallas could have 30. I just need 14 mm-hmm. and I'm over. So, yeah, give me uh, the over in this game. That's a rare primetime over for me. Very, very rare Thursday night football over for me. But I feel like this is an over game. No, that's a, that's a fair point. I'm kind of just hoping Tennessee's defense, which has not been good against the pass, will do its typical bend but don't break stuff. Well, they'll mm-hmm. give up some field goals, maybe buckle down in the red zone. Do we agree on Willis? Because I know he slid about a round or two in the draft of the shot. I don't think he's many. the worst quarterback. I think he's been pretty bad thus far. But I, I didn't say the worst. worst. I, I said arguably the worst passing quarterback. He does not look good in the pocket whatsoever. And I know that they don't have many weapons because A.J. Brown mm-hmm. got traded. I get it. He has not looked good whatsoever throwing the football. I don't think Tennessee's done a good enough job of letting him run, which is a separate story. But Mm. the throwing has not been good. No, it hasn't. And that's partially on him, partially on the weapons. It's a some of the coaching can all go around. They should they should run it more. I mean, I don't I don't get it. And they really don't have any like they're used to running it with Henry and then at the short, third and short, third and whatever. If you get to that point, then you're looking to make a pass and you need just the quarterback to make one pass. And that's not Malik Willis's game. I think they need to change the offense around a little bit. And this is where I went on the mother show with Sean and Ryan to talk props. You have to use this game as a chance to prepare your offense for next week. So there is a chance that in the beginning of this game, and I probably might look into that, like maybe a Titans team total under in the first half of the game but then over in the second half, just because I believe that they're going to figure out what works towards the end of this game because they need some type of plan for next week. Yeah, uh, I definitely can agree with that, but I don't think Tennessee is going to be motivated whatsoever for this game. They might just roll over. No, you got to You got to figure out because Willis looks bad. Willis no, looks I know. Bad, so I'm, I'm just saying with the Jacksonville game up next and Henry might not playing. I don't know how you psych up the rest of your team for quote unquote, a meaningless game. Yeah. All right, next game on the schedule, you have the New Orleans Saints traveling to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Eagles. 44 is the total in that game. Weather report here, and you have about 57 degrees, 12-mile-per-hour winds. Jalen Hurts is officially questionable. We'll see if he plays. He, there is a good chance that he does not play this game as well, and you see Gardner Minshew again. I don't if- think Hurts is going to play, but remains to be seen you have any brief thoughts on i think we're gonna see Minshew again i think it's gonna be Minshew again but i'm not gonna rule out the possibility yeah. 44 is the total what are you doing it's tricky because philly defensively was awful against dallas but overall pretty good unit and they're good again they're good at rushing the passer they've had six plus sacks and i think four straight games and you're against andy dalton and a little bit of Taysom hill with no receivers the Saints won last week in an awful weather game, ugly game, but they ended up winning. I think I'm going to take the under here. I have questions about the Philadelphia's offensive line. Lane Johnson is going to need serious surgery. He's pushing it off, so I don't know how effective he's going to be. Maybe uh, Philly rests him for a game. I'm not sure. I don't think Lane Johnson plays in this one. I, I don't Lane think he's going to. I but think he's done to the playoffs, honestly. I think he should be. Uh, the Philly wants to wrap it up, of course. You don't want to go into week 18 needing to win a game for the division, or even just to keep the one seat afloat. They're going to come out focused. New Orleans defensively is not bad when fully healthy. Offensively, not great. I think I'm on the under. It's supposed to rain in Philly. Another bad weekend in terms of weather for the East uh-huh. Coast. Not as cold, but definitely some rain. I'm going to go with the under. I think Philly's going to try to run it. I think that they'll be able to limit the Saints offensively. Give me a, an ugly game. Probably Philly like 
23-17, something like that, but I'll go with the under. Yeah, it's a couple of things that are just kind of leaning me more to an under here, and it's you got a dome team coming outside in December. That's not good. And then you also have an Eagles team who has this game against New Orleans in a sandwich spot between two division games coming off of that game with the Cowboys, got the Giants next week. You're not really concerned about the Giants next week too, too much because that game more than likely isn't going to mean much for you. But, excuse me. Might not mean anything for the Giants either because if the Giants Hmm. beat the Colts, we'll get into, then the Giants aren't playing for anything. Yeah. And so you – you still trying to – is it – they don't have the NFC East locked up, do they? No, they uh, don't. No, so, I'm saying that's why the Cowboys are still motivated because in theory the Cowboys could win out, the Eagles could lose out, and the yeah. Cowboys win the division. So I think there's reasons to play for the Eagles, but this is just kind of a weird spot where you're – you were more concerned about the Cowboys game. You're more concerned about the Giants next week. You're not really looking at this game too much. I can see the offense and Gartner Minshew-led offense being – playing down a competition in terms of playing the six and nine New Orleans Saints. So give me an under 44 there. Yeah. Next game on the slate, we have the Miami Dolphins playing the New England Patriots. And what is now a battle for the seven, eight, the seven seed? Yeah, it looks like the battle for the uh, seven seed. I think it's the six because the Jets actually, actually, no, you're right. I think it is the seven. Yeah. So you're right. There's it's some crazy scenarios in this NFC in this AFC East. 41 and a half is the total. Foxborough, so weather report looks like 55 degrees, about 11, 12 mile per hour winds. Big injury news here is Tua Tagovailoa is out with a concussion. This is his third concussion. They're saying second. We all know this is his third concussion this year. And the New England Patriots are hanging on by a thread. This is literally for their – this is the last chance. This is their last chance. If they lose, they are eliminated from playoff contention. And also here for Miami, you have – what is it? If they win this game, they go – and the Jets win their game. I believe that's the scenario. If they win and the Jets win, then next week, the Jets Miami game is being played for the last spot in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure that's the playoff scenario. So this game means a lot to both teams. They both are going to do their best to get up with whatever personnel they put out there. You can expect to see Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Let's start off there. How big of a drop-off do you think there actually is between Tua, who's compromised, and Teddy B? So they said that that concussion happened in the second quarter. Okay. The second half of of Tua was historic level bad. Especially the fourth quarter. In that Packers game, especially the fourth quarter. So if we're calling, if you're saying that they're pushing Tua out there, they say, oh, he clears the protocol and he's ready to go. I 100% would rather have Teddy Bridgewater because if it's anything closer to that second half against Green Bay, I want nothing to do with that quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a big drop off at all. I think that Teddy Bridgewater, you should actually, in terms of wanting Miami to win, you probably should want Teddy Bridgewater to start this game. I agree with you. I'm just I'm just bringing it up for food for thought because most people are going to think, oh, you know, Teddy B, massive downgrade. Now he's only played about three quarters this season, but mm-hmm. still, I don't think it's that big of a deal for the drop off. I think Teddy B is capable of moving the ball with this team. You still have Hill. You still have Waddle. You have weapons. Miami's defense still isn't very good, but that's a separate story. I think I'm leaning under in general just because I hate New England's offense with a passion. But I could see like a 23-20 game where it sneaks over. I'm I'm kind of on the fence here. I don't have a that's strong where, opinion. And that's where I'm at. I'm at, I kind of think it's something that sneaks over, but I don't know. Uh, we lost two points of value here on the under, and I think yeah. every point matters in this matchup right here because – We've seen both of these offenses be able to explode for points, Miami more than New England, of course, but we've seen them be able to explode for points. I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater, like I'm not really too impressed my, by New England's defense. New England's defense is okay. I think Teddy Bridgewater can exploit it. They have a lot of options. So I'm going to give a, I'm gonna give out an over in this matchup. Give me an over 41 and a half. I think both of these teams do enough. And like you said, it's like a 23-20 kind of game. I think the more we talk about it, the more I'm leaning towards an over. It's it's really close, but I think Teddy B is a good enough backup to move the ball. 
Yeah, and I I think Miami does have questions in terms of stopping the run. And so this could be the Mirage. Well, of course, this is going to be the Mirage Stevenson game that everybody wanted to see last week. So, yeah, I'm with you. Let's go over. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. 52 is the number for this game. We're in Detroit, so you know we're in a dome. Justin Fields did not look good last week. Detroit didn't look good last week in terms of eye test. However, when you look at the box score, it actually looks kind of decent. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to put it. I mean, Detroit... I don't know. I, I thought they were terrible offensively because a lot of the yards they had were just pure garbage time. Yeah. Carolina was up by 20 something, what felt like at halftime. The game was a route. I mean, they couldn't oh, stop was, the run. You never were concerned about Carolina losing the game. No, the only concern I had was uh, Jared Goff, like garbage time points for fantasy. But still, I do think at the end of the day, I'm looking Quick at question. an over. Yeah, well, what? I have Jared Goff and Justin Fields as my quarterbacks in the finals of Rashad Jennings Fantasy League. Who do I go with? I'm assuming you're doing four point passing touchdowns, six point yep. rushing touchdowns. Yep. Okay. Um, I think I'd probably lean Goff. Really? I want to make a case for Fields because of the rushing upside, of course, and Detroit can't stop the run. But at the end of the day, I just think that you're looking at Chicago's offense, and I don't know how many points they're going to even score. Like, do you value touchdowns more than rushing? Like, that's the thing. If Fields has a game like against Buffalo, where uh-huh. Detroit has a couple of quarterback spies. Do you trust him to move the ball with his arm consistently against this Detroit defense? He should be able to. I don't know if he will. He still got the injured shoulder from a couple weeks ago. I'd probably lean Goff. I'm going to take the over in the game, though. I think that you're going to see a lot of points. Uh, They went over in Chicago in bad weather earlier this season. Uh I think it was just windy that day. You did have a pick six there by Akuda to definitely help send it over. But both defenses are flawed. And both offenses kind of excel in the area that the defense struggles in. Uh-huh. Chicago, I think, is the worst defense in the league. And I've said it for a month and change because half their players got injured and they're using a bunch of backups and they weren't very good to begin with. But I'm going to go with the over in this one. I know it's a high total. Do you see many stops? Because I think both defenses are horrible. I think that it's a spot that both defenses can play up. However, I would feel much better if Chicago was even remotely close to, you know, a playoffs or something like that. They also don't have any wide receivers. Yeah, I I just think that Detroit is going to get up for this game because they know this is their last shot. There's no way they can't lose it. I think that Chicago is somewhat in a tank, kind of embracing, kind of not. I think they're really just going out there and evaluating Justin Fields and making sure Justin Fields... I can't tell offense. if they've embraced the tank or they're trying to be competitive, but they yeah. suck, so they keep they keep losing. They haven't won a game in like two months. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I, I think this is a game where you're still going to see some offense from Chicago, and because of that, I'll go over to 52 as well. But I am concerned about Chicago's output and just how much they really try, but it seems like that they're they're content or trying different things on offense and figuring out what works for Justin Fields so they can get the personnel that he needs next year. So mm-hmm. I'll go over 52. I think Chicago still adds points. Like if I told you Detroit scores 34 at home in a dome against this secondary, would you really be that surprised? Probably nope. not. No. So I'm going to go with the over. All right. Next game on the slate, we have Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Houston to play the Houston Texans. 43 is the total for this game. We're in a dome in Houston. Don't have to worry about the weather. Let's see here. Earlier this season, 13-6 Houston, one of Houston's two wins on the season. Way, way, way under the total. Do we get something similar this time around? I like the under in general. We talked before about how Tennessee has nothing to play for. This is kind of my bold call. I think Trevor Lawrence plays a half in this game. I I don't know what the point is. You're looking at Jacksonville's offensive line, even beating the Jets, they were missing a bunch of offensive linemen. They have a bu- they're very banged up on that area. Lawrence, we know, has been incredible for the last month and change. But once again, you're against Tennessee for a winner take all game in Week 18 with an injured offensive line. Do you really want to jeopardize Lawrence getting hurt? Because that's your massive edge. Willis is not a good quarterback right now. 
Lawrence is, and I think that you'll take your chances in Week 18 with a healthy Lawrence against Malik Willis, and you'll try to make the playoffs. I think Lawrence plays a half, so I'm going to lean to the under. Am, am I wrong here? Like, if Law- if Derrick Henry's not going to play because of the same thought process, why would Trevor Lawrence play the full game here? Yeah, I I agree with you, and I don't think I think Jacksonville feels confident in their offense and what they've been able to do. That they don't need to try to figure things out like the Titans' duty to do this week. Because if the Titans were like say this scenario, this same scenario happened, and both of these teams are twelve win teams, then of course they feel confident in their team and sitting guys this week before the big game next week. But Jacksonville, yeah, I think they sit Lawrence because I'm not forgetting Trevor Lawrence was on the injury report last week. Yeah, and this is the NFL. You don't get healthier as the season goes on. You do not get healthier as the season goes on. So, I, I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is gonna play much in this game just because of the fact of he's he's obviously bothered by something and it's still there. It didn't just go away. And it's not like he's in the middle of an award race where you're trying to pad his number. Like nobody cares. It, it's fine. Like you, you can just stay healthy, play well against Tennessee, and you're in. So I don't think Lawrence is going to play much, but Houston's offense has been okay recently. Still not very good, but it's been fine. Defensively, Houston's actually been okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to lean under. I think this number is a bit high. Yeah, I'm going under to 43 and a half. All right. Before we get to the next game on the docket, got to talk to you about the official online sportsbook of Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and that is WinBet. They're active in a bunch of states with a whole bunch of ways to win, including live betting, same game parlays, the win, build your own bet. And then guess what? On the day of the bowl games, you are going to get reduced juice on all sides and totals. Make sure you check that out at WinBet. So much juice from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash WinBet at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. New customers can sign up. Bet $100 and win a $100 free bet limited to state availability. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be torn your order and present the state replay through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Mini Helmet Contest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter that contest for a chance to win an SGP Mini Helmet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. All right, let's do it. Next game on the slate, we have the Denver Broncos going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. 45 is the total. It's come up one point from 44. Weather report for Kansas City looks like 54 degrees overcast, about seven mile per hour winds. Big news for the Denver Broncos. They have fired Nathaniel Hackett 13, 15 games into his season. Still outlasted. Urban Meyer. Congratulations, Urban Meyer. You're, you're, you're still going strong. All right. You're getting 45. The total has come up. Was it more Hackett or was it more Russ? Or is it equal both? You can argue that it's equal both, but I still like the over. Even with Denver being that bad offensively all season long, they were actually decent against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. They scored 20-plus points. That game ended up landing in the 60s. I'm on the over. We saw them give up 51 to the Rams on Christmas, which is hilariously bad. There was a pick six in there, but still, he gave up 40-something points to Baker Mayfield. I'm on the over. Kansas City is still fighting for a one seed or a two seed, or really, they can end up as the three. I mean, you're looking at them with the Bills and the Bengals. They lose the tiebreaker to both teams. I think Kansas City is going to be motivated at home. It's a rare December game in Arrowhead with good weather, which Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly used to seeing. But I've seen Denver move the ball against this Chiefs defense. I don't think the Chiefs defense is good, for the record. Mm. I'm on the over. Like, Kansas City could score 40. They could score 35, and this game goes over. I'm going to take the over. I think I'm still on the under. And I say that because I think the only thing that I ever could trust on this Denver Broncos team was the defense. And I expect them to make adjustments from that first game out. Like, I they allowed the Chiefs to score. How much did they score in that? I think it was 28 points in that first half. Yeah, and then they they made adjustments. Uh, Mahomes threw like three interceptions in the second half. Or yeah, whatever. and they really held them. I, I'm going to say that that defense is a lot closer to the second half than the first half just because of how good they've been playing, especially that secondary. And I'm going to say that they hold the Chiefs here, and they have no – I just don't trust Russ to put up any amount of points against anybody. Like, I really don't. If he ever moves the ball and scores a touchdown, I'm honestly shocked. So – 
I don't think that the Broncos are going to contribute anything at all, maybe nine points. But I think that they're going to do a lot better containing Kansas City where they're not going out here dropping 30-plus points on them this time around. So I'm going to take the under and just say that the defenses play better on both sides. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the over because you just said I'd be shocked if Russ moved the ball. He did against Kansas City. So that tells you how bad Kansas City's defense might actually be. All right. Next game on the slate, Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. 40 and a half is the total injury report. Looks like, let's see here. We have, uh, looks like tight end, not tight end, tackle Josh Wells. Weather about 71 degrees, overcast, four mile per hour winds. This is an eliminator. I'm pretty sure the loser of this game gets eliminated from playoff from the division, which ultimately means playoff contention. That I'm pretty sure is incorrect. If Carolina loses, they're eliminated. If Tampa loses, then Carolina would need to still win in week 18. Okay. All right, Roger. So because Tampa's technically one game ahead. All right. Carolina back against the wall. So you expect to still see. I guess their best effort. I don't know how much effort that is, but the best effort from both of these teams in this game. Yeah. 40 and a half. I Can mean, we I'm talk on... ourselves into an over at all? I'm not. I'm on the under. Uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to take an over. Tampa has an atrocious offense, and the only time they ever actually score is when teams play prevent in the final four minutes of the fourth quarter because they can't yeah. move the ball for 50-plus minutes every game. It's the same story every game. And yeah. Arizona defensively going into – the Sunday night game was allowing the most points per game in the league. Tampa scored six points in the first 52 minutes against the worst defense in the league in terms of points against per game. Yep. I have to take an under. Carolina, we know, wants to run the ball. They're going to try to drain a bunch of clock. They don't trust Darnold. He's actually done an okay job, but it's because they don't trust him that much. I got to go with the under here. Carolina is going to drain clock. Defensively, I think they're solid. I know J.C. Horn might not play. He's going to need surgery. We'll see what the story is there. But Tampa's a dead under team. Like, I don't know. How am I supposed to take an over with Tampa when they're going to score probably 13 points with five minutes to go in regulation? Like, I, I can't. I got to take the under. Yeah, I I, I can't. I, I'm trying to talk myself into it, but Tampa Bay is so bad. Offensively, they're so bad. I was genuinely shocked. And I actually, I think we went on the pod said minus seven and a half for Tampa Bay. And I, I lean to it out of principle because you had yeah. Trace McSorley. Like, no, no, I, no, I, I mean, get it. I get it. And I, I lean to it too. But afterwards, I kind of, I kind of was kicking myself. I was like, man, I really want to pick Arizona. And I ended up trying to do a parlay of Arizona covering, but there being a bunch of points because I just figured that was the only way Arizona was going to keep up is if Tampa Bay's defense had a bad day. And I was completely wrong. I was, nobody could score anything. Tampa Bay. Their offense is bad. They're never going to be somebody that can just go up here and put up a, a whole bunch of points, especially against Carolina, who has a good defense. Steve Wilkes has his team playing. So I know it's a low number. I still got to go under 40 and a half. I'm not sure either team gets to 20. I mean, it's a very important game. I see a rock fight, and I don't think both teams are going to take many chances. There might not even be a touchdown scored in this game. That's a hot take. I think there will be at least one, but the first game of the season landed 24. I know that was P.J. Walker uh, at quarterback, but I I think this game's going to be disgusting. Possibly could not. Last time Sam Darnold played Tom Brady, he was saying ghost. Yeah, that is true. That might not have been the last time he played him, but you get uh, one saying. of the last times, but yeah, either way. All right. <laughs> next game on the slate we have the cleveland browns going to play the washington commanders 40 and a half is the total in that one in washington you can expect about 60 degrees clear skies eight mile per hour winds carson wentz is getting the start for the commanders under 40 and a half next game yeah, I'm on the under two. Uh, Cleveland's offense has been awful with Watson. Watson's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league since he came back from suspension. Not surprised, but still, the point is he hasn't been good. So I got to take the under because I don't trust either quarterback. Uh, Cleveland's defense, not great, but I will concede it has played better lately. Weather assisted. They've been in a couple of really bad weather games, but I'm going to go with the under two. Wentz might be all over the place. Watson might be all over the place. I got to take the under. I see an ugly game. All right. 
I, I I have no I literally have no handicap to add to this game. There's no way you're telling me I'm taking Deshaun Watson as he is right now versus Carson Wentz and I'm taking it over. Yeah, and Chase Young came back last week. I know that the Washington defense kind of fell apart there in the second half against the 49ers. 49ers are also a really good football team. Uh, Browns are not. So I see a really ugly game. All right, keep pausing here. Yeah. Next game on the slate. I don't, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know how you're... If... If that goes over, I'm perfectly fine. I'm perfectly fine chopping it up to the game. I have all right. I'm sorry. Next game on the slate, like I was saying, Indianapolis Colts are going to MetLife to play the New York Giants. 38 and a half is the total. Weather report looks like 12, 13 mile per hour winds, 54 degrees, some clouds, but not expecting any rain. Do you want to make a case for an over with Nick Foles? No. No, not at all. I, I think I, this is – I think back home, this is the game the Giants defense absolutely steps up. We I, we don't force a lot of interceptions, and – oh, my gosh. Man, for, was for the record, Cousins I, trying I, to give it to I us. I picked up Giants defense uh, for you the did? sake of this. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I have the Eagles defense. I have a couple good options, but I couldn't say no to, to Nick Foles in a road game with the Giants having a shot to clinch a playoff spot. I, I I couldn't say no to it. I think the Giants defense swarms them in this game. Yes, I, I think that is a route by them. I think especially with whatever question marks they have at running back, Deion, I think uh, Deontay Deion Jackson. De- Deion they have a little Jackson. bit of Zach Moss, who yeah, I don't, don't think is very good. But... Jordan Wilkins is in there as well. Like, we're going to swallow that up. I think that uh, Lojoare and Thibodeau, all those guys, like everybody's playing because we want to win this game. We do not want to go into next week trying to secure a playoff spot. We want to win this game right here. And so I think the offense steps up. But, you know, the question marks that we've had in offense all year and the Colts actually pretty all right defensively. I think this is a rock fight. And I hot take, I don't think this gets over 30. Give me the under 38 and a half. That's really the kind of underrated theme of that Monday night game. Colts defense really wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Foles was horrible. You barely had the ball, and you only gave up 20 points. Like, I Mm -hmm. didn't think the Colts defense played badly. The Giants are also not an explosive offense. They've been a little bit better lately with Hodgins emerging. Uh, Slayton's been good this year. But still, they're mostly a run-the-ball, drain-clock offense. So I'm going to go with the under. Give me the Giants winning, going up early, then doing anything to prevent themselves from doing something stupid. Yep. Give me the Giants winning this game, like, I don't even, 23 to 6. Like, I could see a very ugly game. Giants get up early, and they play field position and say, as long as we don't turn it over or do anything stupid, we will dare the Colts to go 70-something yards every drive, and they won't be able to do it. That's how I look at it. Let's see. Yeah, give me a 17-10 final score. Yeah. What's the Colts team total in this game? Let's figure it out. You said it's a 41 total? Uh, it's a 38 and a half. 38 and a half, sorry. So 38 and a half, you're looking at around Giants like 22 17. So you're probably looking at like 16 and a half, give or take, for the Colts. I don't think they're going to score two touchdowns in this game. Uh, I can't even pull up a team total for them. It's fine. It's, it's going to be around 15 and a half, 16 and a half. Yeah. All right. I, I don't think they get over two touchdowns, to no. be honest. I, I don't the Giants lock in. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Arizona Cardinals going to Atlanta to play the Atlanta Falcons. This is in a dome. 42 is the total. Trace McSorley versus Desmond Ritter? Oh, no, it's uh, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, okay. Yeah, Colt McCoy McCoy versus Desmond Ritter. Still not, not giving me any confidence for either offense. However... I think both defenses might potentially be bad enough to give up points to these quarterbacks. I think Arizona is bad enough to actually let Atlanta's run offense kind of go wild in this game. Mm-hmm. But I think I have to lean to the under anyway. If I'm going to roast Willis with his throwing, I got to roast Ritter too because he can't throw. I've called him out on it at Cincinnati before. Still a good quarterback in college because he can run. He cannot throw. 
accurately at all. Uh, Atlanta's going to be very conservative with it, run the ball a bunch. And Arizona's offense, I, I can't believe Kingsbury's still there, to be honest. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean under. Arizona's defense showed something uh, against Tampa. I know Tampa's offense is bad, but still, they didn't embarrass themselves out there. I'm going to lean to the under. I'm expecting to see an ugly game. Uh, but I think Atlanta probably dominates the time possession. I'll go with the under. I'm going to, you're fading them taking the under. This is how you know people can just have different mindsets because I'm going to fade them taking the over. And I'm going to just fade both defenses that they're bad enough to let Desmond Ritter and Colt McCoy go all over the field on them. I mean, I know Arizona played up, and I think it was really because it was Tom Brady on the other side of the ball. Like, I truly, that's it was also a night I game. really think it is. Yeah, it was a night game. I think it was Tom Brady on the other side of the ball. Now, this is really a game neither one of these teams care about. I don't think defensively either team is going to be locked in, and the offenses are just going to sneak themselves into 20-plus points each. So, yeah, I- I'll take it over in this one. I think it barely squeaks over. Give me something like a 24-21 kind of game. I like the under a lot more with McSorley, but I think I'm still going to lean that way. All right. Next game, San Francisco 49ers are going to play the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. 41 and a half is the total opened up at 43. Maybe the point and a half is coming down because just announced Derek Carr is going to be benched for in this game for Jared Stidham. Well, if you if you want to take an over in this game, and you have anything this like anything good for an over, if you want to take an over, Jared Stidham has worked with Josh McDaniels before. That's about it. The only it's over I would consider taking in this game would be 49ers team total over, but I'm on the under. Like I, I, the Niners just want to drain clock. Purdy's been good this year because they've limited the amount that he actually has to do in the offense, which is smart because they have McCaffrey. They have just a very solid offensive line. Their defense is ridiculous. I mean, they have the best defense in the league by a mile. I'm going to go with the under. I don't think the Raiders do anything offensively in this game. Stidham hasn't played since the preseason. I Mm -hmm. think he's going to struggle in this game. The Niners, you could argue, run it up, but I'm not sure if they're actually going to. They might just get off to a decent lead and kind of coast. I'm going to lean under. I understand why they're benching cards because they're going to cut him during the offseason and they don't want him to potentially get hurt and they owe him $40 million next year. Yep. So I'm going to go with the under. I, I've seen the Raiders offense do nothing in the second half all season long. I think you're going to see them score maybe 10 points in this game. I'm on the under. Tempe's offense, not Tempe. I'm looking at Tampa Bay. That's why I said San Francisco. People know San Francisco's offense has scored 35 against Tampa Bay. That's where Tampa Bay came from. 21 against Seattle and 37 against Washington. They've been good. And I think that this is kind of similar into my handicap of the Titans that while, yes, San Francisco has things locked up, they're not like just – saying bump these next two games because you still want to have some level of comfortability with Brock Purdy going into the playoffs and it looks like he's going to be their play their quarterback in the playoffs so I think that that's why if I had to make a play on this one it probably is San Francisco's team total over and just saying that San Francisco is going to try to at least keep what they got going on offense going they're not going to sit everybody you know, for this game, because one, you can get rest next week Two, you still got to work on this offense. You still got to make sure that Brock Purdy is ready at term of talent, in term of scheme, in terms of everything you want to do for the playoffs, because that's the guy that that you're going to have. So I would take a San Francisco team total over for this game. Uh, If I had a lean to the total for the side in the whole game, I'm going to go under and just say that the Vegas Raiders do nothing at all yep. on offense. But I do think San Francisco comes locked in, ready to play, and is able to put up points. San Francisco is still competing for potentially the one seed or the two seed because you never know Minnesota or Philly is going to close out the season. So, yeah, I think the Niners just defense. I think they're going to dominate. Yeah, I'm looking at 26 and a half. I think they get to 27. I really yep. do. All right. Next game on the slate, we have – whoa, 
Whoa, my screen went black. Okay, I'm back. All right. Your team, the New York Jets, are playing the Seattle Seahawks on the road in Seattle. 42 and a half is the total. Weather for Seattle is... Oh, well, I don't have the weather. Well, I keep forgetting that the weather in Seattle doesn't pop up on this app for whatever reason. All right, I'll talk about that again in a second. But this is a must-win game for both of these teams. Both teams are playing for some type of playoffs, whether it's in the AFC, whether it's in the NFC. This is a non-conference road spot for the Jets. They are laying one and a half here. And this is a revenge game for... Not only Geno Smith, but Pete Carroll alluded to this week. It's a revenge game for him as well. So, all right, Pete Carroll and Geno Smith revenge game. 42 and a half is the total. What are you doing, Scott? I'm going to take the under in this one. Uh, Even though the Jets are getting Mike White back, which is huge, the offense has really not been great lately. The offensive line's a bit banged up, and they can't run the ball. That's been the real issue for this team. They just can't run. Zonovan Knight's been banged up. Uh, James Robinson has been a healthy scratch for about a month straight. I don't really know why you trade for him if you're not going to use him at all, but it's a separate story. Uh Seattle's offense hasn't been great either, and you're looking at what the Jets do really well at. It is pass coverage, and you're looking at the likes of, you know, if Kenneth Walker is very good, but besides that, you're assuming Metcalf's going to be on uh, Sauce Gardner Island or DJ Uh Reed Island, whatever matchup they have. Lockett still has the broken thumb, so I don't know if he's going to play or not. But I think I got to go with the under. I just see an ugly game, both teams defensively. The Seahawks aren't great defensively, but I'm not sure if the Jets can do enough to exploit it. I'm on the under. Yeah, weather's about 47 degrees. It's It looks like it's supposed to rain earlier in the day. It's supposed to have stopped by the time game time starts. So sh- probably some slick c- conditions on the field. Do you trust Seattle's offense against this team? Because I don't. If they can't throw it to Metcalf, what do they have? Seattle's been so bad. Like this is what six straight six straight games they have not covered. I do think that they wake up, and this is a game they wake up in, but I'm trying to decide, is it enough where they cover? 42 is a low total. I don't know how low it actually is, though, because once again, if, if, if you can limit Metcalf, do you have many other options? Like, I, I don't know if they do. Yeah. Um... Reluctantly, I think I will go under 42 and a half just because I think that this is going to have playoff atmosphere type of game. And in those type of games, I think the defenses step up, especially Seattle's. I think Seattle's this is a game where Seattle's defense does really try to step up against Mike White, who looks like he's going to be playing in this one. And everybody, you know, fantasy fans are like, yes, Mike White's back, especially people in deeper leagues that really want Mike White to do well in this game. And I think this is a game that he can struggle with just how opportunistic Seattle's defense is in terms of creating turnovers. So, yeah, I'll go under 42 and a half. We're on the same page. Next game on the slate, starting the four o'clock game slate, we have the Minnesota Vikings going to Green Bay to play the Green Bay Packers. 48 is the total has come up from 44 and a half. Might be a snow game. Small amount of snow, potentially. Yes. And it's cold. Green Bay. It is Green Bay in January. Like, it's everything you, what you think the weather report is going to be, it's going to be that for this. It's not negative. So that's a step in the right direction, but there might be snow. Concern for me is Christian Watson. Yeah. And if he's able to go in this one. I think Green Bay can move the ball. The question is, are they going to drain up so much clock that it's not going to matter? Because Green Bay will move the ball and not do anything with it. No, we saw that in the second half against Miami. They kept kicking a bunch of field goals. Yes, that is the issue that I have. And I would feel better because all Christian Watson seems to do is catch touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, and if he's not in the lineup, 
I mean, I don't know, maybe Romeo Dobbs can kind of slide into there and get more usage and able to score more points and look like what he looked at in the preseason and beginning of the year. I I think the Vikings are still going to be able to move the ball somewhat effectively. Justin Jefferson's un- unguardable. I don't think they have any answer for him. No. You can and... pretend Jair Alexander is an answer, but he's not. Minnesota has this locked up. They already own the division title, actually, don't they? Yes, they're still competing for seeding. They can technically catch Philly, but not likely. So they're fighting for the two seed, but the two well, seed I think Minnesota plays. blows this game. I think Minnesota blows this game in Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to win. It's why Green Bay is favored. That, that's why I like the under. I, th- I think it's correlated. I'm basically going to dare Kirk Cousins in bad weather to show me something. And the fact that Green Bay's favored means I don't think people expect him to show anything. That's how I look at it, at least. I see 48 and a halves out there, too. That's high. I where's, think that's very high. Where's uh, Vikings team total sitting at 22 and a half? Give me the under on the Vikings team total. Yeah. I don't think they're ready for this. I don't think they are either. It's another dome team playing outdoors in the middle of yeah, the I don't weather. Yeah, I don't think they're I don't think they're prepared for this, especially in a game that I mean, if you're Minnesota, do you realistically think you have a shot at the one seed? Like no, I know you technically won the head to head, so no. Yeah. I don't think you I don't think you realistically think you have a shot at the one seed. I mean your goal is simple, stay healthy. What does Philly play earlier? Philly, yeah, Philly plays in the one o'clock slate, so Philly can win that game in the one o'clock slate, and then they realize and be like, "All right, well, I mean, this." And they're still technically before. competing with the Niners for the two, but it's not like the old system; the two seed plays. Yeah, you don't so, get a buy for that, so yeah. I don't know if it matters. All right, give me under forty-eight. I'm with you. Yep. And I, I like the Minnesota team total under twenty-two and a half as well. Yep. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Battle of Los Angeles because the Los Angeles Rams are staying at home, but they are the road team playing the Los Angeles Chargers. Really don't think that matters. You're probably going to see – I mean, honestly, these two teams can't pack out their own stadium when they're playing other teams. Now they're playing each other. I really don't think they're going to have be able to pack out the entire stadium, but 41 is the total. 40 and a half is where it opened. It's come up half a point to 41. Center dome. You don't have to worry about outside weather conditions. Do the Chargers charger? They didn't charge her last week. I know we said they charge her last week, but they didn't. Is this, this the is a total show? I think the Rams are going to win the game. <laughs> it is a total show. Uh, but I think I have to lean to the under because the Chargers just can't score. They have Herbert. They have so many weapons. They had the ball for basically the entire game against the Colts, and they scored 20 points. Yep. I, I think I have to lean to the under. I know, I know the Rams scored a bunch of points uh, last week against Denver, but I think I got to lean under here because the Chargers just – they don't let Herbert throw it down the field. It's really frustrating with the way the offense is constructed, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to go with an under. I see an uglier game. The Rams, I'll tell you what, they don't have much talent left, but they're prideful. They play hard. I'm going to lean under in this game. They are very prideful. I will say that last five games for the Los Angeles Chargers, first of all, four of the last five have gone under. May correct that. The last four have gone under. So they are an under streak of four straight games. They have scored 20, 17, 23, 20, 25. But the defense has been good for the Chargers. Yes, they have. All right. Under 41, I, I'm i not seeing why everybody's on the over. Maybe it's the Justin Herbert train. It's, it's, the, it's the Rams scoring 51 on Christmas, which is probably. definitely swaying it to some degree. Yeah, no. Chargers, Chargers are going to charge her. All right. Next game on the slate, we have Sunday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to play the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. 35 and a half is the total. Come down from 42. Do we think Lamar is going to play? I hope he does because I have a, a dynasty league that I'm in the finals for, and my quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and Tua. Okay. So I, I'm begging Lamar to play in this game. <laughs> they are still technically competing for a division title. They can catch the Bengals. It's unlikely, but the Bengals do play the Bills yeah. on, on Monday night. So I think you feel I think you feel all right if you are – because next week, is if they win – 
and the Bengals lose next week is for the division title. So they play the Bengals. Yes. So yeah. So, if the yeah, Ravens, so, if the if the Ravens win, they automatically force a Week 18 game that's meaningful. Yes. So I'm I'm on the I'm on well I'm on the Ravens for the game, but it's a total show. I'm on the under just because I Pittsburgh. I I really want Pittsburgh to win. So this is kind of an emotional hedge for me because I want Tomlin to be able to say that, hey, he still hasn't had a losing season. I do. He's a 757 guy. I'm I'm rooting for him. I don't think it happens. I think Baltimore's defense has been playing pretty well because they somehow keep themselves in the game when the offense can't do anything at all. Like if we look at the last few games that Baltimore's defense has played, they've given up nine points to Atlanta, 13 points to Cleveland in a loss. They've given up 14 points to the same Pittsburgh team in Pittsburgh. They've given up nine points to the Denver Broncos. And then you have the outlier of the 28 points that they gave up to Jacksonville. I don't think Pittsburgh is anything close to how Jacksonville runs their offense and how Jacksonville is able to put up points. So I still think that there's going to be issues on Pittsburgh's side of scoring the ball. And I don't know who's playing for the Ravens on the offense. And even if Lamar Jackson is comes back, how effective is he going to be in the first game back? I don't know. I'm sticking with the under. I'm on the under. Uh, we've we've seen a lot of ugly games between these teams uh, in recent years. I think this is one of them. I'm on the under. It's going to be a competitive game, cold weather game. I see a 17-14 type game, 16-13. Justin Tucker like winning MVP for this game. It's a bunch <laughs> of field goal attempts. I'm on the under. All right. Next game on the slate, last game on the slate, Monday night football. We have the Buffalo Bills playing the Cincinnati Bengals. 49 and a half is the total in Cincinnati. Weather report looks like it should be about 50 degrees overcast, five mile per hour winds. Buffalo has been really good to the under on the road this season. Uh, we talked about it. It was one point where they were like on a four, five, and zero mm-hmm. in terms of towards the under on the road. And the Cincinnati Bengals have been an under team in the last five games. Four of the last five have gone under. Defense really stepped up. This Bengals team finds ways to cover and cover and cover. I mean, I see the half a point because it opened up at forty nine, and now it's at forty nine and a half. I still think the game goes under. Like, oh, uh, yeah, this is a pivotal game because the winner of this game, well, the loser is eliminated from the chance of being the one seed. Yeah. And the winner still has a chance. Are we I, just taking the over with Burrow against Allen or you want to make a case for the under? Because we I, saw I, the Bills play against the Chiefs and the Bengals play against the Chiefs and both those games went under. Okay. I think it goes under. Okay. I understand how I could be wrong and it goes over because there's been so many times that I bet against this Bills team in terms of taking an under. And then last quarter, scoring just goes crazy because each neither team wants to lose. So in the last five minutes of the game, you have the Bills come back and win the game or something, and that sends the game over. That's what I'm afraid of. So to avoid that, I'm going to play the first half. And okay. first half number is sitting at 24 and a half. I think that that's a, like, that feels, that feels like I can get somewhere between a 14 to seven, something like that. I don't think that there's, these offenses are going to go absolutely wild. I think definitely the adrenaline is going to be up on the defenses to play a lot better in the early part of the games. I mean, you're getting up between the, However order you have the top three seeds in the AFC, these are two of them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is an opportunity where the defenses get up early in the game. And then I can also avoid Joe Burrow having a fourth quarter comeback or Josh Allen having a fourth quarter comeback and sending the game over. Like this could be something in the fourth quarter where it's really, really weird, like the Bills and the Chiefs game last year where you have like 20-something points in the final two minutes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I would actually play a fourth quarter. Is that 14 and a half? That's I'm going to go thing. all in. It is. It's really high. I didn't know it was going to be that high when I checked. I will 100% say I didn't think it was going to be that high when I checked it. <laughs> but 
to just go ahead and buy all in to how I think this game flow is going to go, I'm going to take an under in the first half, under 24 and a half. And if I get that to go, I'm definitely going to be looking at a live fourth quarter number. Hopefully the number drops because the game went under in the first half and I can get something more favorable. But I am going to be looking to take to live betting a fourth quarter number a fourth quarter over in this game just because these two teams are comeback kings and they don't neither team's gonna want to give up and I can see a situation where this is the last three minutes and it's like twenty something points scored. Yeah. Like it could get crazy late at the end. So that that's fair. Especially prime time too. Like they're gonna show out. This is gonna be a fun game one way or another. Mm-hmm. All right. You said you're on what were you on? I'm gonna lean to the over. Okay. I just think Allen and Burrow they're gonna go at it. You're gonna see a lot of overall um opportunities i'm gonna go with the over all right before we get into our lock and team total for this game going to go to talk to you about underdog fantasy because season is never ending and you can play their weekly battle royale games and even draft your best ball team for the playoffs now make sure you get into the contest I will definitely be doing it because none of my teams made it to the finals. Shout out to SGPN's own Andrew Robb, who made the finals of Best Ball Mania. So good luck to him and his team into trying to take home. What did he say the max payout was? I forget. I think it was like some. I think he's in like $25,000 one. It's some crazy, some crazy big payout. Best of luck to him and winning all the money he can. Plus, When you go to Underdog, use promo code SGPN and sign up. You will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's promo code SGPN, underdogfantasy.com. All right, Scott, let's do this. For the my lock of this slate, going to... By the way, for the record, assuming offsides doesn't overturn this, I just had the sickest first half win with Man City. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Did they overturn it? No. As far as I know, no. Grealish has missed. I don't know if you follow soccer. Grealish has had like three open nets. He's missed them all. We're in extra time in the first half. There's one minute of extra time. And Man City just scored on a counter in like the 46th minute on a rebound goal. Like, oh, my God. Okay, uh, that just helped me out. Okay, sorry. Just that tells yeah, you when no, we're recording I, this, but no, wow. some yeah, it does tell you when we're recording this. But hey, sometimes the gambling oh. guides are on your side. I mean, it's, so far we'll see. They've dominated play, but oh my god, what a sweat. Okay, sorry that that's that's a that's a weight off my shoulders there. Okay, cool. No, it's all nice. good. For my lock, I'm going to Cleveland and Commanders under forty and a half. Deshaun Watson still looks rusty. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Easy. 40 and a half. Not even nothing to give there. For my team total, I think I'm going to Minnesota. I think this is a letdown spot for Minnesota. This is this is it. I think they let the Packers back into this with the chance to make the playoffs next week. So I will take Minnesota's team total under 22 and a half. Scott, over to you. I'm sorry, what did you say your uh, your regular total was? Sorry, I missed that. Cleveland and Commanders under 40 and a half. Okay, so that's what I thought you were taking. Um, I contemplated if I wanted to double lock it, but eh, I, don't, I don't know if I do. I think I am going to take the Panthers-Buccaneers, um, but I am going to go with the Buccaneers team total. Okay. I mean... Do I really need to say it at this point? I've taken it for I don't know how many weeks. I lost the last time I took it because of the stat padding drive that Brady had against the Bengals a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But Tampa's team totals 21 and a half. <laughs> really? Like, really? Ah, 21 and really? a half? Like, do I think you're going to score three touchdowns? No. Like, 21 and a half. Like, really? Nah, I'm going with team total under there for Tampa. And for the full game under... Great call there. I'm going to go with the Giants game. Uh, I thought about taking the Colts team total under so I could do two team totals, but I'm going to go with that Giants under. The Colts defense, I don't think is horrible. And the Giants, we know, they're going to do whatever they can to get a lead early, don't do anything stupid, and let's dare Nick Foles to do something. This game really has 20 to 10 written all over it for me. So I'm going to go with the under... 38 and a half in that Giants Colts game 
and the uh, team total under 21 and a half for the Bucks. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? Uh, yes. Since we are recording this on Wednesday, we're still going to have the same DFS show, same posted time as usual. So you should be seeing two NFL gambling podcast episodes with the two of us being posted today. All right. Other than that, I mean, there's nothing else to say, nothing else to do. If you're not following, if you're not subscribed, if you're not leaving reviews, make sure you do all of that for the NFL Cameron Podcast. And he's at Rochelle Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. I'm just going to end it like this. We're out of here.